I'm excited about uh, hearing the message that God has on uh, Marty's heart. As I mentioned that uh, over the month of August and September, we're having a focus on This Is Us. And uh, especially given the uh, challenge and the opportunity to uh, preachers in our church to be able to express from their heart what it means, this is us, about their family, about our church family. And uh, Marty Cooper is going to share a word for this morning about a testimony about this is us and our church family. But uh, he has asked uh, Red Osmus if he would come share a testimony about that. So, Red, would you come share with us for a moment? And then Marty is going to follow behind him. I got to confess, I forgot about this until this morning. Uh, so that was probably a good thing because I didn't, I didn't have time to get nervous and worry about it. So I think God was at work in that. But I could say a lot of testimonies about our church. He asked me to share a testimony about Temple Baptist Church and what it meant to me. And I, could, I probably could stand up here for days and talk about how special Temple Baptist Church is. But one thing the Lord's put on my mind this morning and on my heart is the emphasis that Temple Baptist Church has on young people. Okay, I want to say that again. The emphasis that Temple Baptist Church has on young people. Now, I figured some stuff out over the last uh, six months. Okay, now let me give you my resume real quick. Okay, I've been a youth pastor for four years now. I was a deacon for 10 years. So you would think, that guy's pretty sharp. No, I'm not. Because one thing that I learned over the last six months is that kids bring people into the kingdom of God. Okay? I want you just to think about the people that's here and look around and say, that person is here because of a child. That person is here because of a child. They're here serving the Lord because of a child. And then that scripture said that Jesus said, don't prevent the little ones from coming to me because this, they belong to the kingdom of God. And, uh, and I just thought, thought about how much emphasis that Temple Baptist Church has on young people and always has. And I just learned that the last six months. And, uh, and, I, and, and there's been seasons in my life like there has been maybe seasons in some of you older people's life that you may think, well, they've got another slide out there today. What are they doing with another water slide out there today? They've got this today for the kids. They've got this today for the kids. These kids are just running wild. No, they're bringing people in to the kingdom of God. Because let me tell you the truth, kids can bring people here easier than me and you older folks. Okay? They can get people here a lot easier than me and you can. Their family will come, and sometimes even their family come to see the kids, and they didn't know they needed it, but they needed to be in the house of God to hear what God's saying to them. Just because they come to see one of the kids do something, and, and their lives will be changed, and others' life will be changed. And, and, and I'm going to share this one last thing, then I'm done. But one thing that really blessed my heart is that I've got an older daughter now. My daughter's going to be 20 next March. That means I'm, I'm getting old. I'm getting gray, okay? And, and, and she was preparing a couple weeks ago, and, and uh, she had an Awana book. And I thought, why does she have an Awana book? She's in the college and career. And, she's, and I asked her, I said, what's, what's going on? And uh, she said, well, I'm teaching in Awana this year. You know how special that was to me? 
I've always loved the Awana program and the stats of kids that finish the Awana program. I think like 95% of them end up in church as they grow older. I mean, it, it may not be 95%, but it's, it's up there high, 85, 90, something like that. So anyway, she was getting her lessons ready and, and, uh, and ready to teach. And, and I remember a conversation I had with her, and, she, and this is what she said. She said, Dad, I don't think that I would be where I'm at today spiritually without the Awana program because we learned so much Scripture in the Awana program. I don't think I'd be where I'm at today. Now, she knows she's not perfect, but I'm proud of her, the, the, the stance that she's took for Christ down through the years in high school. And, and I'm proud of all my kids uh, because they've all taken uh, stands for Christ. But, uh, but just to know that our church has always put a strong emphasis on children uh, because I believe that that's God's heart. Morning. It's good to see everybody. It's been a while uh, since I've been here at Temple to preach, and I've really been looking forward to it. And and I was wanting to share some, and thank you, Rhett, for the testimony. I was want to add to Rhett's testimony about the kids and the younger, and the Lord was revealing some stuff to me while I was sitting there <clears throat> about the older, sometimes including myself. He uses the kids... <laughs> Because sometimes I've got so much old crust on me, it's harder to win people like I used to. That's a joke, but I'm just saying the kids, the Lord's revealed to me the same thing, how the children are so important. And how the younger, I just love to see the younger, the youth in the ministry work, and Noah up here announcing for the children this morning, and I mean everything, just to see it all, it just amazes me. And it really does encourage my heart because of this. It's for a long time, uh, a lot of the youth here and a lot of the kids here are an answer to my prayer. Because I've prayed for years, Lord, there's going to be some of those that come up behind all of us to serve in your house. And to get to see that come to fruition just tickles my heart. <laughs> so I appreciate that, and that means a lot to me. But I was thinking about the church, and Brett asked me, and we talked about it, and the Lord laid it on his heart about this is us. And, and there's been a lot happened here. And, and I just celebrated uh, 29 years of being a Christian last week. And, it, <laughs> and uh, da Danny and I were talking and, uh, before service, and 29 years ago, well, and you know where it happened? Right here. The fact that I came into this place 29 years ago and God saw fit to save me. And without this place, listen, without us being led by the Holy Ghost, I wouldn't be standing here today. And so as I preach this message, my prayer is that the Lord will allow me in some way by his divine presence and by his spirit to encourage you as y'all have encouraged me. I want to pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you and praise you for today, and I thank you and praise you for the church, Lord, that you have so graciously made me and others a part of.
And Lord, I thank you for the music this morning and, and the singing about you and nobody can defeat you. Nobody can top you. Nobody can touch you. And how we come together as believers and sing about your blood and your sacrifice and your resurrection and the power of living a life in the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray this morning that somehow, some way, Lord, as you've spoke to my heart and you've brought this message about in my heart, Father, I pray this morning that your spirit be filled in this place as it already has continued to fill us. And I pray for encouragement of the body and uplifting of the body and edification of the brothers and sisters, Lord, the ones that believe. Oh, in your precious name. I thank you and praise you and ask you to be with us and ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. And I know on the app we've got the scripture in Philippians 4, 8, and, and I just kept, there's a couple I want to share before that that the Lord gave me this morning early. But as I thought about temple and I was praying about this message, about coming to preach, I could not, the Lord just kept saying Philippians 4, 8, Philippians 4, 8, Philippians 4, 8. And I'm like, Lord, <laughs> and as I prayed about it and as I kept thinking about temple, I could not get Philippians 4, 8 out of my heart and mind. And of course, I'll get into that as we go on through the message, but that's the main focus of the scripture that the Lord gave me about this is us. But there's something I wanted to share in uh, Ephesians 2, 20 through 22, and leading up to this is us, is this. <clears throat> and he's talking about us, and he, or verse 19, I'll start 19. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built, <laughs> this is us, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. That Temple Baptist Church, that those of us that make this church up, that the reason why we're here, the reason why we're here today, the reason why we do what we do, the reason why is the fact that Jesus Christ, listen, is the chief cornerstone and then after him come the apostles. And I want you to think like this. The Lord put this in my mind to think this way, that the fact that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, let's put this in perspective. And then you've got the faith of the apostles that's, that's built up on that, Christ being the chief cornerstone. Then you've got those in the, in the New Testament that came to know Christ. And you got those of the 500 that saw him. And you got those 3,000 and those 5,000 that believed. And then, and then those go out and they preach and they, and they minister and they help people. And people come to know Christ. And it just keeps building on this foundation of Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. And then here we come today in 2019 and we're sitting here built on this same principle of the foundation that Jesus Christ is and there is no other. The fact that you and I are here today built on the same, the exact same faith as the apostles and the prophets in Jesus Christ. That's what I love about the music here and what I love about especially this morning of the music, that there is no other chief cornerstone. There is, listen, this is one thing that gets me about being here at Temple. This is what really absolutely ministers to my heart. 
He said, no, there's no other doctrine taught other than Christ crucified and risen from the dead. You see, that's one thing. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. You know, over the past several years that we've had several attacks in and out of the church. You know, there's been a lot of people attacked in the church and a lot of people attacked that belong to the church outside of the church. But one thing, listen, Temple, this is us. One thing that's steadfast and sure that's never changed. That's never changed. Even with when Rhett brought the testimony, maybe some of us older folks sometimes say, what's another slide doing here? What's this doing here? You know, we get caught up in, in what I perceive as worship should be that when 25 years ago or whatever it might be, but the fact of the matter is this, that the principles and the doctrines of, the, of Jesus Christ, the righteous, that there is no other way for men, women, boys and girls to come to faith and in a right relationship with God other than Jesus Christ crucified and risen from the dead. If we have to bring a slide in for somebody to know that Jesus Christ is crucified and yea, rather risen from the dead, let's bring a slide in. So I look at that and I think about <laughs> that we are on the chief cornerstone of Christ Jesus and built up on the faith, <clears throat> built up upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. That's one thing, the main thing that makes us, us. This is us. And I look at that and I think about, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I'm sorry. Let me turn this off. <clears throat> I may have to turn this off from time to time because I've been kind of messed up the past few days. But anyway, we look at the scriptures and I want to get to the one in, in, in Philippians 4, 8. And one thing that just keeps coming back to my heart and mind, let's look at it. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And as I began to look, I, I looked at this scripture and the Lord just kept putting it in my heart and, I, and I'd go back to it and I'd read it again and I'm going to read the, the Greek definitions for these words and what they mean real quick. And the word, whatsoever things are truth, truth as in not concealing and whatsoever things are honest or honorable, whatsoever things are just or equitable in character or act or innocent, holy, righteous, Whatsoever things are pure, clean, innocent, modest. Whatsoever things are lovely, friendly, and acceptable. And whatsoever things are of good report, well spoken of. And if there be any virtue, any valor, any excellence, any praise, a commendable thing. He said, think on these things. And the Lord put this in my heart that, listen, I know through the years, and I'm thinking back over the past 29 years of my life, and there's one thing, and Josh uh, talked about a while ago when he spoke uh, <clears throat> before I preached, and he talked about no matter what distractions are out here, no matter what distractions. And I think about this, 
In Romans 12, 2, he says, that be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will know the acceptable, perfect will of the Lord. So I say that to say this, that no matter what happens outside these walls, we always come back to these scriptures. No matter what takes place, listen, no matter the distractions, no matter what's going on, no matter how, how, how bad it gets, listen, and I know the distractions outside these walls and how Satan attacks and how he's constantly at you and I. And I don't know about you, but hey, he gets tough sometimes, don't he? Don't Satan get tough sometimes attacking you over and over and over? And no, Listen, here's the great thing. No matter what happens, no matter what goes on outside these walls, listen, you could come into the house of God. This is us. This is the ones that are sanctified and, and blood-bought, born-again believers in Jesus Christ. And no matter how bad it gets outside of these walls, is there's a place that we can come to. And we can always come back. Listen, I've had times when I've called Brett, Rhett, Jimmy, who else? <laughs> Y'all know who all I've called. Y'all know who all we've talked with through the weeks. You know who we've talked to before in Sunday school, Life in the Word. And how many times, it, and Satan tries to get your thinking. He tries to take your mind away from what's the church and what it means to be in the church. And he tries to pollute it with different things and put things in there that shouldn't be. He said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And no matter what happens, I can come to this place and I always have a, a, a compass through a brother or sister in Christ, through a word, through a prayer, that my thinking can get straightened out. This is us. That I can come to this place and I can think on the things that are true. And I can think on the things that are honest. And I can think on the things that are just and pure and lovely and of good report and of virtue. And if there's any praise, he said, think on these things. And I look at temple, look, <laughs> and I look at temple and I can't help but swell up in my heart with gratefulness and thankfulness under the Lord Jesus Christ because of the, of the way that God has conducted himself among the body believers and how you've been obedient unto Jesus Christ to work his perfect will and to help one another and to pray for one another and to come to these altars and to call one another on the phone or send a text message or a Facebook post or whatever it may be that God uses each and every one of us to come together for the edification and the glory of his son and for our strength. And I look at it and I think, wow, you know how awesome God is. And how many prayers has he answered lately? <laughs> how many you got? I got more than I can name. How many prayers? You know, I, 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 Sister Jessica, where you at, sis? I don't see her. Sister Jessica right there. You know something? This is us. The other week when you came up, and we prayed, prayed for your baby. <laughs> and Brett said, what did the doctor say? There's no hole. <laughs> you know how much that spoke to me? <laughs> As this is us, right? I got to bow my head with privilege <laughs> and say, Lord, could you touch Jessica and her baby? 
Could you just lift her to the throne room of God? Can you just by your divine hand, Lord, you brought the Lord Jesus Christ, your son, back from the dead. It is no big thing. And what did he do? He did it. And then I think about Gina. (laughs) This is us, right? This morning, right? Confirmation on this message. I was getting ready to preach, and and Rhett said he didn't have time to be nervous. Brother, I had time to be nervous. (laughs) Rhett said he he didn't have time to be nervous, but Gina told me this morning, we turned around during fellowship. Mike said, okay, everybody, fellowship. We turned around during fellowship, and she looked at me with tears in her eyes, and she said, brother, I want you to know something. She said, ever since the other day, you and your family come to this altar, I've not stopped praying for you. (laughs) Man, this is us. The times that Chris and I, right here, sitting on the front rows, talked on the phone. And he said, brother, I got you back. I'm praying for you. Huh? This is us. The times I've had encouraging phone calls with Danny and Joyce and Michael. I mean, let's just keep going, right? The times that the Spirit of God has worked in our hearts and answered our prayers and we come together in unity of the Holy Ghost. What a group. (laughs) This is us. And I think about the times that uh, the other week when we came and and we got right here and said, you know, whatsoever things are true and lovely. I've been thinking about all these things, right? And I, and I came the other week, and I got up there, and I asked the church to be praying for my family, be praying specifically for my daughter. And I don't know how many people listened to me that day and since that day to this day that have came to us and said, we love you. We're praying for you. We know what it's like. We've been in these situations. God's delivered us. <laughs> This is us. And I can't help but think about the mercy and the grace and the kindness of God. The fact that he called me, listen, 29 years ago into the faith and brought me to a place that I never thought I'd be standing here today with such gratefulness and such joy and such tender love and mercy toward my brothers and sisters in my heart as I do today. Danny and I were talking we were talking before service, and we're talking about an incident that happened years back. <laughs> and Danny didn't know he was being obedient. But now this is us. <laughs> this is us. There was a particular sister in the church that really gave us a hard time during fellowship. Now I'm going to go back and show you what it's like to be a, a baby Christian. <laughs> so... Anyway, this particular sister, we're, <laughs> we're approach her during fellowship, or, you know, and then she would never talk to us and wouldn't shake her hand. And I'm like, man, what in the world have we done to her, you know? And you know how Satan gets to messing with your mind. And so, make a long story short, it's happened week after week after week. So finally, that's all I focused on. I mean, it just, it just consumed me. And so... This particular Sunday morning, I told my wife, Cynthia, I said, listen, I said, uh, we're going into church this morning, and if she don't speak to us, we're out of here. (laughs) We're leaving. So (laughs) we go to church, come in that day. It's when the uh, 
the sanctuary was in the fellowship hall. We come in that day, sure enough, Satan pointed it out right off the bat. She turned away from us, wouldn't even speak. Went back to my wife, said, come on, let's get our stuff, we're leaving. Let's go. We'll get our stuff, go out the door. Get in a 1988 Dodge Woody. <laughs> See, I'll never forget the car because I sit down in the seat and I start to shut the door and it won't shut. And I didn't know it, not because it was that bad of a piece of junk. It just, <laughs> I heard a laugh. I knew what that was. <laughs> this stupid door. <laughs> but no, I, I grab a hold of the door handle and Danny's got a hold of the top of the door. And I look up and you know, Danny, hey brother. <laughs> so that's why the door wouldn't shut. But he said, what is it? And I didn't tell him no names or anything. I just told him how I felt and I was leaving. That's it. And I'm gone. He said, brother, just, just calm down. Now here's the reality. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are honest, <laughs> whatsoever things are of a good report, brother, you need to think on these things. I didn't know that at the time. So he talked to me and calmed me down. He said, let's just go pray about it. And so we prayed, we stayed. That's been 29 years ago. You see, this is us. Danny was obedient. He said that he didn't know at the time he was being obedient. He just saw us leaving. We'll know where y'all going. It's time for church. <laughs> but I look back on that, and it makes me glorify God that even in my hastiness and my bitterness and my anger <laughs> and those emotions that I felt that day, that God still showed his kindness and mercy toward me and drew me back into his house. If I would have, I told Danny, we were talking about this morning, if I would have left the church that day in that condition, I would have probably went to another church and I would have probably had that in my mind and I would have been looking for that with someone else where I would have an excuse to leave. I'd have done it. And then I told him this morning, I said, Danny, you know, my biggest fear looking back on that is this, is I would have probably been one of those today with a sign on the front of the house that says no trespassing. And I'd have had the blinds closed and I'd have been that bitter person that opened the blinds and said, there's that church bunch. And I think about whatsoever things you see, it's important that, that we speak the truth, that we focus on the truth, the honesty and the just and the pure. And over the years, I, I look back at the consistency of temple, the consistency of the faith of leadership. I look back at the consistency of the steadfastness of the faith and, and, the, and the teachings of the leadership and, and the deacons and the brothers and the sisters. And I, I look back at all of it, all of it. And it all leads back to this verse. <laughs> this is us. And God gives you and us the right to focus on these things. 
He said, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just and true, whatsoever things are pure and lovely and of good report, of any virtue, of any praise, think on these things. And I want to share this with you real quick <coughs> in verse 7. <coughs> the Lord wanted me to go back to verse 7 and finish with this. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. I want to share this with you. I jotted these notes down this morning, then I'll get to verse 7. <clears throat> Satan has tried to bust up my family over and over and over at my physical address. But Satan has also tried to bust up my family here at Temple. <laughs> ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail. That includes temple. <laughs> so I want to share this with you in, in verse 7. The Lord just spoke this to my heart. And this is how come we are who we are and we can function who we are and we can live as, as Temple Baptist Church in the, in the fellowship and the love of the Holy Spirit. I want you to look at verse 7. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. <laughs> and the peace of God. Now, remember Josh talked about the distractions that are outside. And remember Romans 12, 2, that be transformed, not be conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think about this verse 7, and the peace of God. Now, don't you notice the word peace? Here's the original Greek meaning for that word. This is us right here. The peace is to join in peace and prosperity and quietness and rest to be set at one again. And to keep, listen to this. To keep is to be a watcher in advance. To mount guards as a sentinel. It says to post spies at the gate. To hem in to protect, to protect and keep with the garrison. Is the fact that Jesus Christ, that peace to join, to be prosperous, to be in quietness and rest, to be at peace and set at one again, to be made right that I could come into this place outside of all the distractions out there and all the attacks of Satan. And I could come in here and I could say, hey, listen, would y'all pray for me? And the spirit of God delivers every single time. It never fails. It'll never stop. He'll never quit blessing us. He'll never quit answering our prayers. It's the fact that I could come in here and I can get the help and the hope and the, and the prayer and everything that I need to make it through this life, to this finish line, to this race of the faith. Listen, because I cannot run this faith, I cannot have this peace, and I cannot be guarded as I am guarded. Listen, without you. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> it's impossible. You know, I've heard people say, you know, ah, you really don't have to go to church. You really don't have to be part of the church. You really don't have to do this or that. You, you could just be. You could just be a Christian and 
communicate with God on your own and, and do what you want to do and everything's going to be fine. You're still a Christian. Listen to me. You may still be a Christian, but you're one of the most miserable, defeated, hurt, beat up with no medication and no hope of any person I've ever seen in my life if you're not in the body, with the body. So I think about the, the, to be at peace and prosperity and quietness and rest, to be set at one again, that God is the watchman in advance. He's the watcher and Mount guards is a sentinel. And not only that, he keeps us with a garrison. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you and praise you. And I give you the honor and the glory and the praise. And father, I pray this morning, Lord, that by your power and your divine hand, father, I pray that this word that you've given us, father, God has edified my brothers and sisters. And Lord, I pray that we see the reality of what it really means, Lord, how it means to us that we come together and we lift up one another. And Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters, and I thank you for the prayers and the, and the ministering unto me and my family. And Father, I thank you that it wouldn't have never happened this way, Father. It wouldn't have never came about, oh, if I hadn't have came to your house. I thank you for temple, Father God, and I thank you for the leadership, and I pray a special blessing upon each and every one. And I pray, Father, that your spirit just be upon them in a rich way. I pray that you bless our pastor and his family, and I pray that you touch them. And I pray, Father God, that we continue on in the faith and keep marching on and doing your precious will. And I ask it in the name of the one and only, Jesus Christ. Amen.